This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the program. 401 is the time. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr. off today. Matt Scraby sitting alongside as Gwynn and Chris rolls through a Wednesday afternoon heading towards 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, still got uh, Big Five ahead. We've got, uh, well, we've got uh, Chris versus the fans coming up here in just a moment or two and your chance to uh, get entered into a uh, contest, into a drawing, as it were, to win a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas, including a spa treatment at Serenity Spa and dinner at Edge Steakhouse. Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms. It's all part of their $70 million room renovations Home of legendary Vegas fun. Uh, Chris vs. the Fans is coming up in just a moment. Quick update on some of the uh, stories going on on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. If you're just jumping into your car on your way home wondering what happened in sports today, we can just go straight to Chris vs. the Fans. Because <laughs> I really don't really think anything happened today. No I NBA. Mean, no we- NBA, NHL, a couple of games, uh, college basketball. You know the Aztecs won last night. Over Colorado State, seventy-seven to fifty-eight. I just put uh, our interview with Sammy Levitt on the website, ninety-seven-three-thefansd.com. Good, you, you can hear get the latest on the Padres. Although it's kind of a quiet day, uh, it's funny. We call it spring training. Spring training games haven't even started yet. Uh, Friday will be the first game, and uh, Tony and Jesse will have it for you, beginning at noon here on ninety-seven-three. The fan, but yeah, it's a pretty quiet day. There's a little college basketball going on tonight, and. Alabama's making some crazy noise. Uh, yes, they are. And uh, we discussed that story a little bit earlier uh, on the uh, young man who's linked to the shooting down there in the Alabama basketball team and uh, still playing uh, in the starting lineup tonight, which, uh, you know, we kind of disagreed with. People called in and they said, no, we can understand why this young man is playing. It's a very complicated story, it is. but it's one worth delving into if you, you so choose. Um, anyway, let's do some uh, Chris vs. the Fans, see if we can't uh, get somebody off to Las Vegas today. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, Howdy-do. now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. Chris already told you what you can qualify for. Uh, Chris, the air conditioning just turned on in studio. Not like it's cold enough already, and I sit right under the vent. It is freezing in here. 
freezing, I tell the you. The temperature control in this studio is some of the worst in all of San Diego. Well, I don't think it works. I think it's a placebo. So that we think we have control over it, but we don't. No, that's what I'm saying. We don't have any control over we it. Have it zero just goes, control. goes on and off on its own, and it's either a boiling hot or freezing cold. And you know when it's freezing cold is when it's freezing cold outside. And when it's boiling hot in here, it's boiling hot outside. I'm freezing. No escaping it, I tell you. No. Uh, all right, the rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. And I have already confirmed with our first player that he is a first-time player. And he will get to skip question number one. If you are a first-time player, then you need to let us know before we get into it. So let's start with Omar, our first-time player. What's up, Omar? Hey, guys, how you guys doing today? Good, good. You said you've been listening to this game for a long time, but uh, finally got through, right? Yeah, this is the first time ever I get through, so I'm excited. And just to take it back a little, it was a slow day, but there was Champions League soccer on today. Oh, yeah, who played today? We did have a result yesterday. Yes, we did. I was pretty excited by that. Who played today? It was Manchester City against RB Leipzig. Okay. So they, they ended up in a draw, and... Inter Milan played FC Porto. One okay. nil, Inter I guess. One nil, yes. How about that? Inter. <laughs> All right. Italian soccer. <laughs> Very good, Omar. Thank you for updating us. And yes. are you excited that the MLS could be coming to San Diego? I am ecstatic about it. I worked at the Snapdragon Stadium uh, building that thing. So. Oh well, thank you for doing that, Omar. Yeah. Is this Very the well. Omar that I met at a Padres game last year? I think so. Yes, yes, you okay. Were, you were, I was walking okay. around. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yes, now, I was walking around. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you laughing at, Chris, over there? The fact that you were just walking around and you bumped into Omar. Well, you know what? What I, I believe what game it was. It was one of the Dodgers games, I think. And so there was no seats for me. So I just walked around the stadium all, all game four. All right. Anyway, let's get to it, Omar. Here yeah, the rest of the contestants question, would like us to get to the game. I know, I know. Question number two. Who is the only Padres player to win MVP? That would have to be Ken Caminiti. Ken Caminiti is correct. Nice job. Very Omar. good, Omar. You're on to the finals. All right. Let's just uh, get to question number three. This You get this one right. Chris gets it wrong. Then you are going to be qualified for Las Vegas. Here we go. Oh, I just added this today. When is the only time a pitcher can be credited with an eight-inning complete game? When is the only time a pitcher can be credited with an eight-inning complete game? Got to pass on that one. Ooh, he's got to pass on that one. Uh-oh. Stay there, though, Omar, because I don't know that Chris well, I'm gonna knows Well, I'm going to say it's when he, lo- it's say when he loses. I mean, if he's on the road and uh, the home team's winning and he pitches all eight innings, his team bats in the ninth, and they're still losing. He doesn't pitch the bottom of the ninth inning. He gets a complete game, but he only pitched eight innings. Wow. Don't buzz that. No, that that's was correct. correct. Oh, okay. Thank you, Omar, for playing. Sorry, Omar. Try Did again. you have another answer? No, that was it. Oh, okay. My answer was visiting team, losing pitcher. Visiting team, losing pitcher. Correct. Yeah, yeah. you can go eight innings and uh, come up short. 
Yeah, I, wow, that was that was a great explanation, Chris. Uh, Sorry about that, Omar, but no. thanks for joining us, and thanks for building Snapdragon Stadium. Heck yeah. We appreciate that. Let's go to uh, let's go to John and Temecula. It's been a little bit since we talked to John. How are you doing, John? Good old John and Temecula. Hey, hey, what's happening, guys? How's the no. horrible weather in Temecula, John? Oh is it is it taking you guys ah, out? The wind is pretty crazy, and uh, it's now I got showers, like Mister Ella likes to call you them. You do no have some showers. showers. Good, and, I'm uh, glad somebody. By the does. way, thanks for putting on that uh, soundbite. From Braden to Prentice Radio Call. That was rad, guys. Yeah, I give him an A2. Well. You give him an A2. Very good. Yeah, I got Braden. a tweet. Yeah. I got a tweet asking why we gave him uh, we we gave him two off of a perfect score. Right. And I basically have to say, no one really gets a perfect score. Not too often. Yeah. Number one. Number two, he's a young broadcaster. He, he has to have it. something to aspire to. Yes, I'm just saying he needs it. <laughs> All right, John, here we go. I know you're a veteran player, so question number one. In baseball, what is a rundown more commonly called? A pickle. A pickle is correct. I would say that a pickle is more commonly called a rundown. You're right. Other you're than right. that, Pickles. your question is pretty good. All right. Here we go, John. Question number two. What is the five-week stretch of the PGA Tour called starting in mid-January and ending with the Genesis Tournament at Riviera? Five-week stretch. What do they nickname that? What do they call it? Oh, man. Uh, coastal Clash. I don't know. The Coastal Clash. I like that. <laughs> I do like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not correct, John. Can Chris? I? Can, can we give John, like, eight points for coming up with a better name than what they actually call it? Uh, I don't know that it's a the better name. The Coastal Clash is far superior to the West Coast Swing. Sorry about that, John. Sorry, John. Thank you for calling. I happen to know that one, but the West Coast Swing's kind of boring. What are you talking about? I love coastal the West Coast. Coastal Clash. The Coastal Clash. Come on. But it's, you're not cl- you're- it's Scotty Scheffler. It's John Rahm. It's the continuation of the Coastal Clash. Okay, maybe that promo just did it for me right there. Very good. Yeah, that John. was Coastal Clash. I love that. PGA's got to employ John to nickname its events. Let's go with our next contestant. The West Coast Swing. I love of, the West Coast Swing. It's kind of boring. Dan and Powell. Postal class. What's up, Dan? I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Dan. You ready to play, Dan? Hey, it's raining in Poway. Oh, it's raining in Poway. It's raining everywhere but here. Be careful. Okay. Be careful out there. The weather's (laughs) coming to get you. Thank you, Dan, for the update. Anybody who has a weather update, please let us know so Chris knows. (laughs) First question, Dan. What pitcher holds the record for most complete games in an MLB career? Oh my God. It's don't overthink it, is my hint. Uh, it's a number one? Cy Young? Good guess. Yes. Yeah, that was a good guess. Just, yeah. That good was job. still a pretty tough one for number one. but I was about to give another hint because I did feel bad in the middle of that. Dan, Dan you're the man. Here we go. Question Does number everybody two. call you Dan the man? Uh, you do. Okay. <laughs> yes. I think ever some other people should. <laughs> no, Dan the man. I, I could find Dan. Do you find it annoying when people call you Dan the man? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I'm not, I'm not Dan Marino. Oh, he's not Dan Marino, so he's not Dan the man. Okay. All right, Dan. I'm not going to call you the man. Here's Just give him a two. question. The Padres have won four Cy Young awards in franchise history. 
Who was the last to win the award? The most recent, yes. Uh, Jake Peavy. Jake Peavy is correct. Very good. Nice Who were the job, other three? Uh, Randy Jones. Gaylord Perry. Yes, Gaylord Perry. And then um, Mark Eckert- Davis. Oh, Mark Davis. I almost said Eckersley for some yeah. reason. No. You knew Mark it was Davis. a reliever. I knew it was a reliever, and yeah. I knew that it was Gaylord Perry, but I did not know if it was it, what his last name was. Gaylord's last name? Yes. And so yeah. you got it right. He got no, it right. So uh, Dan's Dan still got going. it right. Yeah, Dan's still going here. Question number three, Dan. For the title. You are on a roll. What Major League Baseball player is known as Mr. Tiger? Oh, jeez. Uh, Al Kaline? You got it. Al Kaline is correct. That's it, Dan. You are the Whether you want to be or not, Dan, you are the man. You are today. the man today, Dan. So yeah, stay, you are the stay winner there. of the uh, Las Vegas uh, qualification. Good on you. Uh, got all three correct, did he not? Uh, yes, he did. He did very good. Very good, Dan. That's Nicely what we done. call a clean a sweep. sweep. A little sweep uh, put on there by Dan. He's uh, entered in to win that two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas. It includes a spa treatment at Serenity Spa, and it includes dinner at the Edge Steakhouse. So good on Dan. Very well done. He didn't like the Dan the Man thing, though. I can, uh, you Why know, is that? Is that just like... When I was little, when I was little, I used to because my name's Matt, and it so is. yes, it is. It's actually Matthew. We went over this yesterday. Okay, uh, but my name's Matt, and people used to say, "Don't step on the mat," and it would be yeah, that's stupid. No, because M A T is a mat. You know, yeah, I get that. But so it's very stupid. That really bothered me, but I can imagine that Dan the Man was that for him. Like, well, what's up, Dan the Man? He has no choice. He is Dan the Man today. He is the winner. I think of he's Dan the Man the on this show. I, I think it has to be Dan the Man. Well, he is for now. I don't want to. I don't want to turn him off to being a part of the show. Actually, I'm going to change. Upset about it. I'm going to change his name in the phone screener to Dan don't the Man. Change it. <laughs> he's a very good listener and he a very is. good player of Chris versus the fans. He so. sure is. All right. Speaking of uh, Chris, uh, the Gwen and Chris program continues after we check some traffic here. Much more to come, including Scraby's Big Five, just 15 minutes away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Just a little update for everyone out there. Dan said it's cool if Chris calls him Dan the Man. Good. So it's officially Dan the Man now. And he won our trip to our qualification for Las Vegas. He put on a a very impressive performance. Absolutely. I'm Scraby. That's Chris Ello. Tony Gwynn Jr. on his way to Peoria right now. He'll rejoin us for the show tomorrow. This is 97.3 The Fan. Chris actually uh, said to me in the break, we're going to be talking about just in just one second how pitchers are now going to be using PitchCom, or at least try to use PitchCom, uh, where they're going to send the pitch to the catcher. But we'll yeah, get to I don't that think everybody really actually knew that. No, I just read it today. Dennis Lynn put out an article, so I'll explain yeah, it to I'd everyone. heard about it a couple of days ago, but now instead of the catcher pushing the button yeah. and the pitcher receiving the message, the pitcher has the option of sending the button to the catcher. Yeah, and here's what Nick Martinez and Joe Musgrove said. They they said it's uh, a little bit better because they don't like shaking off the call multiple times, especially when it's pitch calm. And so if they if they know, if they're feeling really good about a pitch, then they're going to call their own pitch, and then the catcher is going to be the one who hears which pitch is coming. Well, nobody's going to have too much time to shake off a lot of people now. Remember, no, that you're is under true. the guise of a pitch clock. So if you stare in there and the catcher says curveball and you want a slider and you shake it off and then the catcher says fastball and you still want a slider and then the catcher says changeup and you still want a slider, yeah. you may run out of time. No, that's a really good point. So it's it's going to be real interesting. Um, you know, I... I think it's going to be a little bigger of an issue than a lot of people are making it out to be. I think at least the first month, month and a half of the season, if the umpires are hardcore at calling it, which I they think have they to will be. be. Well, they should have to be. You know, I mean, you would like to think that NBA officials would be hardcore on calling traveling. They're not. They uh, they get asked to pretty much every year, and then in the first couple of months of the NBA season, they call traveling all over the place, and then by the playoffs, it goes away. Every single year. I mean, this happens every single year in the NBA. So we'll see. I mean, are baseball umpires going to be really cracking down every time that clock runs out if it's really, really close? Well, here's Reese Are they going to go to replay, by the way? Are they going to be able to go to replay in time? to determine whether or not a pitcher went into the windup soon enough? Like, can I, I, somebody challenge that? It doesn't. Like what if, I mean, what if I don't know, but it doesn't sound like you should be able. To it doesn't sound that. like it should be, but I mean, you challenge everything in baseball. What if a, what if a batter, barely gets into the box in time, and then hits a home run, and then they look back at it and say you he know was what? out of time. He was, he was out of time. He shouldn't have been allowed even to get into the box. This they is a big gray area. That. There's a big gray area here, there's and I think there's going to be a learning curve on how to call these things. I know. Things. That's what I mean. There's going to be a crazy gray area and a big learning curve, and those two things combined for, you know what? 
Chaos, my friend. Which is fine for me. Yeah, I, I, I want to see. Chaos was good. <laughs> I want to see the chaos. Reese Kinnear, uh, Dennis Lynn put out an article in the Athletic about this. Reese Kinnear thinks that the pitchcom is going to help with the pitch clock. He said, "Quote: I think that could be a good addition to making your timing go better. You know what's coming. You know what you're going to throw before you even get on the mound. So that could definitely help with timing and rhythm. However, you want to do it. I think it's all based on personal preference." But um, so he thinks it's going to go a little bit better. Uh, I reread what Joe Musgrove said, and he said mostly it's going to be the catcher calling the game because he game plans a lot with his catchers, and he he knows that they, they know better. They should be on the same page. But going he into said the game. he will Override not hesitate. It once in a while. Yes, he won't hesitate to call his own pitch. Yeah. But so I mean, we'll it's just going to be funny, guy. Pitchers fumbling for where? Where do you put the the button? Like on your wrist? I, it has to be on the wrist or on your. Cap. I haven't seen a picture of it yet. Yeah, I'd like to see a picture of where the pitchers are actually going to wear this thing. But I, 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 I'm expecting, I'm expecting more chaos than I think most people are expecting. I think a lot of people are saying, "Well, there's going to be a couple of problems, and it's uh, the issue is going to completely go away." I'm coming up with a lot of possible problems. <laughs> yes, you are. You know, guy doesn't step into the box in time. Guy barely goes into the windup in the in the right time. Is the umpire going to just blow the play dead? Ball one, ball one. As the pitcher's in the windup because he didn't start the windup right on the fraction of a second that he needs to. Well, I guess These are all great questions, out. and I hope I that they've been pretty good questions. I hope that they've been posed as well in the yeah. inner, inner circles of Major League Baseball and the umpires and all yeah. that stuff because. I, I know mean, that, if you're looking in and the clock's running out and it's three, two, one, bang, you go into the windup, you officially didn't go into the windup soon enough. Yeah, it, that I guess, pitch ought to be called the ball, and you shouldn't be allowed to throw the pitch. Could it be like what the NFL referees do for delay of game? They wait I don't know. a second before yeah. it, after it hits zero. That one drives me crazy, by the way. In because the NFL. it's it's delayed. I mean, we, when I it mean, hits zero, we it's all zero. See that the clock goes to zero, and then they snap the ball and they allow it yeah, every single time. Well, what is the point of having the play clock if you're not going to call it? You, yeah, and, 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 and then the you call it in certain situations. Well, that the are... excuse for it is that the the field judge, who's the deepest referee behind the safety, yeah, actually has to look at the clock behind the quarterback, then look down at his watch to make sure it's accurate, That's true, and then yeah. blow the whistle. And in that fraction of a second, they can snap the ball. But I don't understand it. If you're if, if you're the field judge, you're looking at the quarterback. Behind the quarterback is always one of those play clocks. You can clearly see it reach zero before they snap the ball. I don't understand why so many players no, you're are allowed right. to continue. And that could happen in baseball. When you of were course out, it's going to happen in a baseball. A couple weeks ago when you were out, Tony and I were talking about the actual system for the pitch clock and what they're going to do with it. By the way, it looks like uh, one of those gym scoreboard operating things. It's like a very weird looking – I think it's called like the – the something 5,000, but they're practicing already uh, doing this stuff. Yeah, I understand they're practicing and, it and I think I've seen it at The clock training. operators are going to be good. It's the umpires and what they do with it. Well, don't be sure that the clock operators are always going to be right. I hope so. I mean, this is they're putting a lot of pressure when on these they, clock operators. When do you start the clock? Uh, as soon as the pitcher gets the ball back, right? Okay, what if you throw it back to the pitcher and he drops it and it rolls away by about five feet and he has to walk over? Has he already gotten the ball or does he get time to go pick up the ball? I don't know. See, these are things that I think of as somebody who is an official in no, another I, sport. It, these are good questions. That kind of thing can happen. It can. What if the catcher throws the ball and there's nobody on base, catcher throws the ball over the pitcher's head and it goes into center field? Well, I don't think that they... 
the pit, does the that ca- not count? No, I don't think the pit. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I'm trying to make it. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to figure it out. I can't figure it out either. But these are all things that I think we're all going to be learning together as we go through the baseball season, or at least the first part of the baseball season. I'm going to be curious when I watch the first few games. Uh, me too. Going to be very curious. Um, real quick, before you get to your email, Chris. Yes. Mookie Betts was interviewed the other day, and I want to ask you this. Why aren't the Red Sox taking as much heat as the Astros? Mookie Betts basically said, um, when asked, here's the article, when asked if he was clued into the fact the Red Sox were stealing signs via video, Betts was frank. He said, yeah, everybody was. And he went on to say, this is what I'm trying to say. People are trying to make it like we're cheating. Give us credit. We had a good team. Give us some credit. We had Cy Young Award winners. We had MVPs. We had Gold Glovers. We had Silver Sluggers. We had all that. So take that into account. But what I'm saying is, if the Astros have had managers fired and GMs dismissed and the Red Sox had their manager uh, suspended for a year. For a year, why are we not talking about the Red Sox like we are the Astros? If if Mookie Betts is admitting to it right now, I don't have time to get into it. I don't know. It, it's, I'm so over that whole cheating scandal. It happened. It's over. I've moved on from it. Um, I really do believe that everybody tried to get an edge. The Astros were the stupid ones. No, I believe that too. Who did yeah. it so loud and so brazenly that they got caught? Uh, the Red Sox will always be questioned a little bit on their 2018 World Series. For whatever reason, history will not question them as much as the 2017 Astros will be questioned. But the Red Sox will get questioned some. I know in the minds of Dodger fans, neither World Series championship should have counted because they both <laughs> came at the expense of the Dodgers. Um, but I, mean, just, oh yeah, yeah. I just wish we could move on from it all by now. I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fair question, but I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like spending an hour and a half talking about it, and it opens up <laughs> such a can of worms. It does because, as like to you said, why this team did it, why that team did it. I'm pretty positive, without knowing for sure, that there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other baseball players who use steroid performance enhancing drugs, and you know, ten or fifteen guys took the fall for everybody. Mm, that's that's another I mean, good point. You know, it was McGuire, it was Sosa, it was Bonds. It was Clemens. Palmero. Was it anybody else? Yes, I guarantee you it was. Guaranteed it wasn't just five guys or 12 guys. (laughs) No, it was a lot of them. Or 20 guys. Because that was the only way to keep up. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting that Mookie Betts is basically saying, yeah, we cheated. Statute of limitations. Like, it's over. It's five years ago. So it's too late to go back now. So I choose not to. All right, what's your email? Uh, I'm going to give it to you when we come back. Oh, okay. It it has to do with uh, the... Brandon Miller story, a young player from Alabama, and uh, he's in the starting lineup tonight. If you don't know the story, uh, we'll kind of go back over it with you when we come back, but a really good email from John on that subject, and uh, that will be when we come back ahead of your big five. All right, 436 is the time. Uh, coming up on Scraby's Big Five, uh, I don't know if it's the biggest story of the day. It's one of the big ones uh, on a day when there isn't very many. Uh, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby here. Tony Gwynn Jr. is idle today. Uh, Alabama forward Brandon Miller, who's the uh, top college recruit as far as going to the NBA. Co- I should say top college prospect Okay, yeah, for the NBA draft. Um. Is is linked to what you know is a murder. 
I mean, uh, he's linked in a way that uh, there was a gun uh, belonging to Darius Miles. It was apparently in the back of Brandon Miller's car. Darius Miles texted Brandon Miller, said, bring me the gun. Brandon Miller drove the car over to where Darius Miles was. Darius Miles apparently got the gun, gave it to somebody who then shot and killed a young 23-year-old woman. So whether he wants to be or not, Brandon Miller is linked to this death. Uh, He's also still in the starting lineup for Alabama, and uh, the school announced he would be in the starting lineup tonight when the uh, Crimson Tide faced South Carolina. Here's John's email today. He said, Chris, you and Scraby are 100% right Mm. about Alabama's Brandon Miller. He should sit against South Carolina while this whole thing gets sorted out. Miles gave the gun to the man who's accused of murdering a young woman in the back seat of Miller's car, according to the police. There are bullet holes in Miller's windshield. We don't know the whole truth, but Miller may have been present at the time, may not have been. Bad luck, poor judgment, yes and yes, maybe worse. I'm not saying Miller should be charged with any crime ultimately, but you don't not sit him because it may be perceived as his being connected with this horrible situation. He is connected with it. This is all according to John's email. Uh, besides the fact, and you brought this up, uh, South Carolina, if I'm on the team or in the crowd, I'm going hard after Miller. Maybe that backfires. But without him, this is not an issue. Miller is not a victim of anything. The victim in this situation is dead. Yeah, That's from John in Solana Beach. P.S. 97.3 is the best sports radio station we've ever had in San Diego. Thank you, Tony, Scraby, Chris, Coach, Braden, Ben, Woods, and Paul. Wow. That's how you get your email read, by the way. <laughs> that you put that little tagline at the bottom of your email, you'll probably get your email read. Especially I mean, if I think it's a pretty good email. It is a really good email, and I'm reading some of the other stuff that is being released now of, yeah, Miller's windshield was struck twice by gunfire in the shooting. So this is why I think Alabama needs to sit him down, because no one has any idea what actually happened yet. That's right. And so Nobody knows yet figure exactly whether Miller was involved in any way or he wasn't, but we don't know for sure either way. I would expect... And while there's this, this uh, period of unknowing then Brandon Miller should not be playing college basketball. College basketball should be a privilege. It's not a right. I, I think, I mean, I know where we're putting, I'm comparing myself to a totally different situation, but if I was, if one of us was connected to something that happened, but we knew we were innocent, I still think you and Tony would probably tell me, why don't, you, why don't we just chill for a little bit until we figure this out? Because it, it doesn't make any sense to me to just, go on like nothing has happened because obviously something has happened and something very something bad did happen something very bad did happen yeah and if it's in his coffee you know there's we there's, just don't know we, yeah, we, we really shouldn't say you're right because we just don't know but as long as we don't know doesn't seem like brandon miller should be playing division one college basketball in the starting lineup tonight all right um let's check traffic Yes. In this crazy weather of a Wednesday. I can't do this anymore. And then we'll get the big five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one. The only. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? 
The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. You can listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Depeche Mode at Pechanga Arena on December 6th. Every hour you listen now through March 5th equals one entry in the contest for a pair of tickets to Depeche Mode. Personal Jesus. Personal Jesus. My favorite Depeche Mode song. You know, I, I've never claimed that I was a music expert on this show, Chris, but I, I got some DMs yesterday very disappointed in me that I wasn't aware of Depeche Mode. You I didn't even who know De- who they were at all? No, I knew who Depeche Mode was, but I, 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 I couldn't name you a song. Couldn't name a song at all. I named one. You did, Personal now Jesus. Now you can. I will probably forget that, so we'll just go forward. <laughs> Number five. A friend of the show, Will Leitch, wrote about reasonable goals for each MLB team and uh, what they should take or what they should do. Let me start this over. I'm trying to figure out why this bed is not stopping. Okay. Friend of the show, Will Leitch, wrote about reasonable goals each MLB team should have. He wrote for the Padres, quote, win the division. And then he went on to say beating the Dodgers in the postseason and then outpacing them in the division the next season would be a pretty fantastic and satisfying feeling for Padres fans. Chris, you're up first. Is this a proper, reasonable goal for the Padres? Give it to me again. I was looking at my phone. <laughs> at least Just you're give honest. Me what his, at least you're honest. Give me what his expectations for the Padres again. What does he Win say? The will be okay? Win the division is a reasonable expectation? Yes. And that's it? Uh, yes. That's, that's, the, that's the goal for Padres fans at the at no. the least. I don't think winning the division is even a goal. Honestly. What, 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 I think getting what? the World Series is the goal. I, I believe you, yes. That's it. I, that's I, it? Yeah, I think that's your reasonable expectation for this team is getting to the World Series. I don't think that's if reasonable, though. Yes, it is. It's reasonable to, to, to believe that the Padres are going to be a contender to get to the World Series. That is very reasonable. And as such... The goal for this team has to be to get to the World Series. They were in the championship series a year ago. If they get there again, I don't know that you can call the thing a failure. This is not the question, though. Yeah. If the question is, at what point does this season go from failure to acceptable, then I would maybe say winning the division is acceptable. But to me, the reasonable expectation for this team is to get to the World Series, and they don't have to win the division to do that. They didn't win it last year, and they almost got to the World Series. You're right. I, I, they don't have to win I the division. <laughs> but I think a reasonable goal is the division. I, I don't think a World Series run or bust is reasonable. Does it mean? Bust. Doesn't mean I don't want it to happen. Doesn't mean I don't think it will happen. But I think that the division is something they can start with. I mean, I, I feel like, and I'm all for this Padre bandwagon train that I'm on, and all of us are on. But I feel like we're 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 walking before we learned how to crawl a little bit here, and, and we're very excited about the team, which we should be. All of us should be. But saying that they have to go to the World Series is is a lot, in my opinion. I think that's. A, I mean, when was the last time they went to the World Series? Nineteen ninety eight. It doesn't I happen. I know often. When it was, but this is a this isn't this isn't a. Was that the question? A reasonable expectation? It's a reasonable goal. Goal. Which well, is, I don't. Yeah, I think a goal and an expectation are completely different. Well, then next time, don't look at your phone while I'm asking the question. Number four. 
Wait a minute. I knew it. I looked over and he's Go looking ahead. at his phone. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, so we talked about it a little bit earlier, but at a media event in New York, MLS commissioner Don Garber said the league wants to announce his 30th team by year's end with Vegas and San Diego, the front runners. Uh, Garber also added that MLS could go beyond 30, and he also brought up Detroit, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Tampa. Ugh. Like, why do those te- why do those cities need another team? Anyway, I'm up first. What should this team be called? I know this might anger people, but can you call a team the Chargers? No. You can't? No. That's stupid. I mean that would be that would be uh, organizational suicide in San Diego. I don't know though. Wouldn't people be more excited to support the San they Diego the Chargers. Chargers? They hate anything having to do with the word Chargers. I know, but put the put a poll out. You're taking put okay. a poll out. That's a good Go idea. Go on your Twitter or whatever your thing and put a poll What's out. What's the poll? What's the question of the my question poll? of your poll would be if San Diego were to get an MLS team, would you support the team if it were called the Chargers? Yes or no? I bet you no would be 90%. Okay. At least. Um, well, I think that they should be called either the Chargers or I think that they should be called something like... Um, I had it earlier, but I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I don't have a name. I, but I can just tell you the Chargers isn't it. Because the Wave, that's a pretty good name. The Wave picked a pretty yeah, good name. Yeah, Wave's a really team. good name. San Diego. I mean, surf has been used by a bunch of uh, yeah club soccer, bunch of club soccer teams. Uh, what about, something to do with the beach is pretty good. What about uh, something like um, the 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 Sholos? Not we were talking about the Tijuana team. Can't just take their name. No, I'm not taking their name, but something similar, like a, a Hispanic origin. If anybody Only has any if you suggestions, can pronounce it right. If anybody, yes, I did. Why don't we just Why don't we just stick to your poll and see how many people would support the name Chargers? Okay, if uh, at Matt Scraby, I got to type this out. San Diego got an MLS team, and it was named San Diego Chargers. Would you support? Would you support team? that? Okay, I'm support gonna put out the poll team. at Matt Scraby. Yes or no, and then uh, please don't hate me for the results. Number three. Apple TV Plus is emerging to be as a potential landing spot for Pac-12 college football rights, the Washington Post has learned. With ESPN, Amazon Prime Video, and Fox Sports kind of lukewarm on Pac-12 football, or the Pac-12, yeah, Apple could end up being a platform uh, for them, and according to sources, it could present Apple as a possibility to schools soon, according to sources. The Pac-12 commissioner would be doing that. Whether the universities would be interested in a potential all-streaming deal and whether the teams or the terms would end up being good enough to prevent schools from departing to other conferences has yet to be determined. But, Chris, would this be a good or bad idea for Pac-12? I just hope they don't go there. But I know that eventually everybody's going to go there. The Pac-12 seems like they're in a desperate situation almost. I'm, I'm... I'm just not interested in all these business dealings as much as other people, so I don't follow it as closely as maybe you or others do. Um, but I, I personally wish that stuff would stay on television rather than going on streaming networks. I don't think we're ready as a society to 100% switch over to all streaming networks. Some of us are. Most of us aren't. Um, I, I don't think the Pac-12... I think if the, the Pac-12 has to take whatever they can get the most money at... And the Pac-12 also has to take enough money to somehow keep Oregon and Washington interested in staying in that conference. Because if they lose those two schools, because they don't provide enough money and TV revenue to those schools, 
then they're going to lose them, and the Pac-12, as we know it, is going to go away. So this is a really crucial, important deal. And if it's going to take Apple Plus to be the only one that can give them the kind of money they need, they might have to do it, but I won't be happy about it. I'm not going to be happy about it either because Apple Plus is a whole different thing. We did this with the baseball games last year, how how the Friday night games, some of them aren't even aired on TV, in-town TV, or local TV is what the term is. But they, you have to go and pay, and you have to go find the game and all that stuff. I think moving an entire conference of football over to Apple TV Plus is just going to lose a lot of fans. I, I think that a lot of fans are just not going to go seek it out because it's just too complicated well, the other and too thing confusing. With, the other thing with college football, if you put the Pac-12 on streaming and every other conference is still on regular TV, I think a lot of people are just going to watch other games. Why why put the effort in and pay extra to watch the Pac-12 when I don't have to pay extra You're right. or put the effort in to watch the other games? No, that's that's a good point. I mean, I mean there's a lot of competition. If you're it's one thing if you're the NFL and you go to Apple TV because people will go. That's the only but well, it's also the only place I could watch NFL now is on Apple TV, but the only place I can watch college football is not Apple TV. You're right, because I'm not going to even pay for, like, if the SEC went to a streaming service, I'm not paying for the SEC to watch football. I'm not even paying for the Pac-12 to watch football. I may not even pay for the Mountain West to watch football. Don't need I want to. that stuff for free. Don't need to. There's a ton of other leagues that are playing for free right on one click on away. On TV. Yeah. All right. But I don't know about this whole streaming thing. I'm, I'm not... Like Chris with the streaming because but I like streaming, there. but I'm I'm getting there for certain things. You're getting there because it's really a pain to watch games on a streaming service, and it's also you're you're just cutting a lot of people out that may are maybe consuming your football product, and now they're not going to. Number two, free agent quarterback Derek Carr is looking for a new team, and he recently had a visit with the New York Jets. Jets are pulling out all the stops to try and get Derek Carr to New York. Reports out of the meeting say the Jets told him he is not only a good quarterback, Chris, he would become a first ballot Hall of Famer if he were to join the Jets. Mm-hmm. They aren't looking at playoff appearances. They are looking at Super Bowls. And, and Derek, Derek Carr, Carr is the answer. Huh? Is the answer. I'm up first. Do you think Derek Carr is the answer for the Jets? I will say this. I think Derek Carr gives them a very good chance to be a good team next year because the Jets had both offensive and defensive rookie of the years. They had a good um, a season up until the end where they kind of fell apart when Zach Wilson was their quarterback. But I, I think that Derek Carr, with the offensive weapons that he has, I think it's not a bad place for him. And I think he could lead them to the playoffs. Super Bowl, I don't know about. What do you think, Chris? How did he do with uh, weapons such as Devontae Adams? He did all right. Yeah? How many games did he win last year? About four? Um, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I think many. they won a lot at the end of the year. Not too many. They didn't win too many at all. They were one of the worst teams in football. Uh, he had Derek Waller until he got hurt. He had Hunter Renfro, who returned from an all-pro receiver into a mediocre receiver in just one season. So, no, I don't think Derek Carr can go to the Jets and put them in the Super Bowl. The main reason I don't think so, though, is that because he would be going into a division with Josh Allen, and I think that division is going to continue to be dominated Mm. by Buffalo for quite some time. Yeah, that is true. You have to get past them. You also have to get past uh, someone named Tua and the Dolphins. You also have the Patriots. I mean, the Jets are in a tough, tough division. I mean, they finished last last year. Even though they had a much improved year, they were still at the bottom of that division. Oh man, I, 
<laughs> no one likes me for the San Diego Chargers name. Yeah, I don't think they're going uh, to. Someone tweeted me, that name will never be assigned to any pro sports team ever again unless the Chargers move back to San Diego. Also, this is the worst take, Scravy. Come on, man. I, I didn't say. I just asked a question. It's not. Yes, you did. I didn't your, say they're going to be the Chargers. You did not ask. You did not ask a question. You came on and said, "I think a good name." And I call me, think you said, "Call me crazy," but I think a good name for the new San Diego MLS team might be Chargers. No, what I asked was, "Can we name a new San Diego?" And team I immediately said, "No." Yeah, this, and then you said, "Well, I don't know." Hey, twenty-five percent of the vote is saying yes. They would support the team. Fifty percent right, of the four vote. votes in so no, far. No, there's seventy. Seventy? <laughs> I just put it up twenty or something seconds ago. Uh, I hate you has twenty seven percent of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go vote on my my poll, go uh, at Matt Scraby. Oh, we got a, a name suggestion, Chris. The San Diego Valor, and we also have even some. This is from at Crafty Creative on Twitter. Look at this, Chris, right here. It's uh, kind of a military-themed logo for the San Diego Valor. I do think it should Did have somebody something. somebody just put together a logo in the last, like, eight seconds? No, I think they may have already had this. Maybe yeah, they're already they working on something. But I like the San Diego Valor. Yeah. Um, San All Diego right. Chickens is another one. Chickens, no thanks. Let's uh, let's uh, we need get a team before we uh, uh, work true. on these. Number one. All right, Aaron Judge is not going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic, and he told reporters why. He said, it would be an honor to represent my country and play in it in the World Baseball Classic. But his main goal is what I can do here in New York and what I can do to bring a championship back here. I think especially after signing a nine-year contract, for me, priorities are New York. Maybe four years down the road, hopefully I can still make the team and get an opportunity to play. But right now, for me, my focus is here. Chris, you're going to be up first on this one. Yeah. When should a team ever tell a player not to play in the World Baseball Classic? Should a team ever? Yeah. Like there with, might be some situations where that's Like Aaron Judge, do you think a, a team would, I don't think they told him, did no, they? No, they didn't. He told okay, he, he's, he's the one who made the choice. making his own decision. But I don't care. You don't care. Well, I don't mean it like that. Um, I just think that I, I would like players to be able to make up their own minds. And, and, and look, Major League Baseball is the one behind the World Baseball Classic. So... They have to allow for a bunch of players to choose to play in it. I agree. I agree. Quite all right. so, sorry, um, I hate you is now up to thirty three percent of the vote. So Matt Scraby on Twitter. All right, go to at Matt Scraby on Twitter if you want to vote on the fact whether or not the if there is a new MLS team in San Diego that should call the name the Chargers. I told Scraby that was a ridiculous idea. I didn't say that's I what told I you wanted. To put up a poll and to find out what people are thinking in there. Supporting my claim, the happy hour is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 